Chapter 19 The Yellow Goddess of the Lantern's Light I reached for the gate, but my hand got stuck in the mala around my neck. Somehow, some way, the mystical mala was with me. Covered in ashes, I recalled the secret mantra that the goddess of karma told me about, and so my fingers passed along each bead as my voice whispered, Om Mane Bidme Om. I did this 108 times around the entire mala, and once I finished, I heard someone calling out, Psst. Lying in a puddle of my own tears, I noticed a white eye staring at me from some distance away. Looking closer, I noticed there was a ferryman standing on a small vessel at the edge of a river, the same type of half-human, half-beast wearing a black cloak. It was a third psychopomp, but this one had the head of an opossum. Psst, it whispered again. Something about this creature was familiar, as if I could remember this old soul. Then a burst of strength shot through my limbs when I rose upright. I ran to this creature, will you open the gateway so I can speak with the goddess? The mysterious being peered down at me. It had one white eye, while the other was pure black, and now it extended a white human hand without saying anything. I crept inside and sat at the front of the vessel, while the ferryman dipped its oar into the water and propelled us up the stream. Unaware of how deep we'd gone, or where we were heading, the psychopomp and I traveled a great distance in silence before we came to an island in the rough. This place held dark and decrepit ruins. What was once a powerful temple had been partially smashed with overgrown brush, trees, and plants rooting into the edge of the ancient stones. All this wildlife reached for the distant sun, but without steady light. These plants seemed to be on the verge of dying when the ferryman lifted his hand to help me ashore. Where have you taken me? I asked. His eyes peered lower, into the center of my mind. When it reached forward with its white palm, his hand entered into my abdomen as it began to conjure a wheel of light within my soul. The darkness vanished and it was replaced by a power I had not yet known. A tremendous sense of strength was coming back and it replaced my sorrow with joy. A yellow lamp was lit from within my solar plexus, illuminating the ruins around this abandoned temple. I was glowing with yellow light. What if this place was not hell, but rather a maze through it? Looking back to the cloaked opossum, whomever it was, it had simply shifted my awareness onto a higher plane. Here I saw that the light was within me all along, and that Ember was trying to remind me, but I'd lost her joy along the journey. Praise be to her, once I was lost, but now I am found, and you have given me a light to outlast the darkness within my own soul. How can I repay you? I extended my open palms toward this cloaked opossum, but it lowered its oar into the water and pushed the small vessel away from the ruins. Tell me your name, please. Tell me so I can repay you. Instead, it said nothing. The cloaked opossum interlaced its white and black palms together in prayer over its heart when I heard a verse of poetry emerge in my own mind. We are building a temple. We are answering our mother's call. We are protecting our sacred planet. Were creatures large and small, it whispered. Puzzled, I watched the ferryman with its hand still over its heart, drifting away into the darkness. We are building a temple. We are answering our mother's call. We are protecting our sacred planet for creatures large and small. Again, I heard the voice speak out, but all I could see was one white eye staring back. We are building a temple. 
We are answering our mother's call. We are protecting our sacred planet for creatures large and small. The cloaked creature was long gone when I kissed the mysterious Mala and raised my palms over my heart in prayer. All that was left to do was wonder why or how. What if the most important thing about communication is to hear through the silence of what isn't being said? You're here, said a woman behind me. Huh? I turned. So you're the one who told the truth, said the woman wearing yellow. No, I'm afraid you're wrong. I am the one who lied. Putting her hands over her hips, she looked at me with a peculiar smile. She studied me and shook her finger at me, then continued speaking. Uh, not quite, honey. I'm psychic, and my spirit guide said an honest soul would be coming to save me. And here you are. She tried to kiss me, but I turned my cheek at the sight of her abrupt approach. My mind was centered on the orange one, the sacred goddess, and I was still thinking about the yellow wheel where I'd been denied access. She was shocked that I backed away, and so she began pouting, showcasing her unpleasant surprise with wide eyes glaring at me. You know I've never been denied, not once. What do you have to say for yourself? Said the woman wearing yellow. Uh, I paused. Any chance you've seen a pentacle of the heart? It seems I've lost mine. This shocked her. What do you need a pentacle for? She asked. I have to repay my debts to the Orange Queen. You're absurd. This is my temple. And if you find a pentacle, you better give it to me. How dare you speak of another woman here? Are you out of your mind? Do you know who I am? Now get down on your hands and knees and worship me as your goddess. She demanded. I peered at the ruins of this ancient space behind her. Rivers and small canals were running through the old stone where many plants and trees had taken refuge. It was quiet and still, yet this woman appeared to be alone for some time. Who's that? I pointed at the statue of the bearded man holding up the empty lantern. He was bigger than the trees as his arms stretched over the ruins. You mean the hermit? She turned to face him. That's old man Diogenes. Someone with tremendous skill erected this figure over the ruins. But that lantern, it was empty. Is it just you down here? I would have slept with him long ago, but he doesn't have a working dick. But you, on the other hand, I think it's time you kiss me. She pointed at my core, right at the center of my glowing yellow light that was shining from within. Excuse me? I haven't had sex in ages. But I don't even know who you are. You're about to find out if you don't obey me, she said. I tried to walk past her, but she put a palm toward my essence and stopped my light. Does that fairy man come back often? I need to get back to the yellow gate. Her eyes narrowed when a mad stare peered into the depths of my soul. I'm more powerful than you can even imagine. Don't mess with me, hun, said the woman in yellow. And who are you again? I do, said the woman. Her eyes were furious. Do what? Whatever and whomever I want, I am the goddess of the storm, and I am the queen of Atlantis. If you don't listen to me, I'll conjure a hurricane so powerful that the swell will sweep you away and you'll sink forever. No one will ever find you, and you'll drown for all of eternity wondering about the queen that could have saved you. Okay, that's bullshit. There was no way she could do that. Someone deserted her on this lost island, and the only reason I found her was because I couldn't get through the yellow gate. I didn't want to make her upset, but it was obvious she was a liar, just like me. And she looked like a gypsy soul, just like me. And I'm pretty sure she was looking for a pentacle, just like me. Okay, go on. Try me. You don't know who you're messing with. I've been through more than you can ever imagine. 
My fiancé is Poseidon, and he'll destroy you once I tell him what you did. She said. Tell him what? That I wouldn't kiss you? Her anger grew. She raised her arms up into the air, flexing her muscles as she summoned all her strength. I waited, and I listened. Whatever ritual she was attempting culminated quickly when nothing happened. She dropped her arms and fell to her knees before she began weeping. Oh, I've been damned. Have I lost my powers? Cried the woman in yellow. It's okay. Really, they abandoned me here too. She jumped up to her feet and pointed a finger between my eyes. No one abandoned me. You don't know shit. Poseidon is coming back to marry me because he loves me. You don't know anything about what I've been through. She screamed. This woman's journey had brought her through something intense. Looking into her eyes, I saw frantic energy when I began to realize how my judgments brought even more sorrow into her life. She was a stunning woman, and how could I know what led her here? If she was like me, then she too was misunderstood. I raised my palms in prayer to ask for forgiveness. I didn't mean to say it like that, but they locked me out of the yellow wheel, and that's the only reason I found this place. I've been wandering on my own for quite some time, and I'm so sorry if I hurt your feelings. You don't know me and you never will, she yelled. Can you tell me what happened? I'm a good listener. Good listener, my ass, she snapped right back. Did you know that a man beat the shit out of me, and then he threw me down a staircase and I lost half my hearing because of it? A terrible sadness consumed me. She needed the queen's love just like I, but all I had was a mala and the yellow light within my core. Looking to this woman, I saw she was empty inside. That cloaked opossum had given light to me, but why hadn't he shared it with her? This light was my strength, my will to go onward. I felt awful seeing how the darkness saddened her spirit, and she'd been grasping onto so much pain and suffering for far too long. Whatever powers she once had were exhausted, stolen from her, or worse. Then she ran and hid in the ruins, searching everywhere for her. I retraced my steps through the ruins while it rained for days. There was something mysterious about her, because this ancient space was not vast, but rather quite small and intimate. Wherever she'd gone hiding, I just couldn't seem to find her. Exploring the entire premise over and over again, a week had gone by, but there was no sign of her. There were no clues as to why I couldn't find her either. Only a few small bridges, a couple walkways, and a circular stone path surrounding the ruins of old Diogenes. There were pillars, walls, and of course there was the empty lantern. This place was always dim, except for the light within my core, and occasionally I could hear her crying through the night. I was waiting for her, but she was nowhere to be found. Another month passed, but the rain wouldn't settle. Maybe I could try swimming in the great abyss, but to where? There was no end in sight, and I feared what made me living under these dark waters. One endless night. I found myself sitting at the feet of old Diogenes. I crossed my legs and sat upright in meditation, just how the preacher did, and I couldn't forget the sincere devotion he showed to God. What was it about that preacher that was so special anyway? He would always sit like this, in meditation for hours. And as I reflected on the moment he placed the mala around my neck, I remembered how it calmed my senses. There was something so mysterious to these beads, and that preacher was so selfless, always trying to guide me. I sat still, just as he did. Time passed while I observed the rain. Breathing in and out, occasionally I felt the mala around my neck. And after many hours in silence, many days in contemplation, 
the banter in my mind grew tired of itself. All I was left with was my very own breath, following the air in and out, up and down, full and empty. My mind became one-pointed, completely absorbed into the present moment, and that's when I heard the goddess speak. This was the orange one, and I could hear her whispering through the silence from far, far away. I am the great sun, but you do not see me. I am your companion, but you turn away. I am the captive, but you do not free me. I am the captain, you will not obey. I am the truth, but you will not believe me. I am the city where you will not stay. I am your wife, your child, but you will leave me. I am the God to whom you will not pray. I am your counsel, but you do not hear me. I am your lover that you will betray. I am your life, but you will not name me. Seal up your soul with tears and never blame me. As joyful as it was to hear her words, the mystical verse seemed to be filled with sorrow and yearning. The tender sadness grew as I contemplated the meaning behind her words, and so I spoke aloud. I am the great sun, but you do not see me. I paused and began to look for her, then I closed my eyes and dreamed of her essence rising up like the great eastern sun. I recalled the next sentence I could remember. I am the captive, but you do not free me. I thought of the woman in yellow, for she too was stuck somewhere, and yet I had added to her suffering. If only I could retract my harshness to help free her. Reflecting on the yellow shawl around the woman's neck, I recalled the yellow beads around her wrist, and I began to picture the light within her eyes while the rain poured far heavier than before. I too was crying, not out of pain, but with my own sadness as I began to ponder the suffering she endured, which I had never known. Feeling her heaviness, the next verse came pouring out of my mouth as the rain drenched over me. I am the God to whom you will not pray. And so I spoke from the depths of my empty heart. O Mother, divine goddess of all sacred life, to the brave females who have given birth to the hearts of all beings, it is you whom have given me this life. And so I ask forgiveness for all that I have done and for all that I have failed to do. I offer up my light, my soul, so that I can repay you. Give me a chance to prove that I am worthy, and I will do my best to never lie again. From this day forward, I will do everything in my power to be your honest man. I paused with tears falling from my eyes when I recalled the last sentence I could remember from the Orange Goddess. I am your lover that you will betray. Oh, how had I betrayed her? Had I betrayed all of them? For each of the women I'd met in this grand temple were guiding me forward, and so I fell forward onto my hands and knees, pressing my face onto the stone. Humbling myself, I prostrated the body face down and wept while I pictured the goddess at the center of all the women I'd met. If this was the goddess's temple, then her spirit was connected to the woman in yellow too, and for a split second I could see her with me. There she was, sitting right beside me all along, but she was disguised as stone, wading in one of Diogenes' toes. The picture in my mind was clear, as if it was real, and so I opened my eyes when I turned to face the feet of the statue. On my left, there were five stone toes carved into the giant sculpture, but on my right, I counted six toes. Yes, there were six here. Beloved, I touched the big toe, but it remained stone. 
dearest goddess. I touched the second toe, but it too was solid. And so I went to the third, fourth, the fifth, and as soon as I touched the sixth toe, I felt a spark of energy from my core shoot into the stone. At once the toe disappeared, where the woman in yellow was illuminated. Forgive me, my queen. How did you find me? Asked the woman. Find you? How are you in the stone? I'm a sorceress. I cast a protection spell to hide from assholes like you. I was waiting for you to die before I emerged, said the woman. Bowing before her, my eyes remained reverent toward this woman's legs. I noticed the yellow light that had spread into her core, igniting her solar plexus. Why did that ferryman bring you here? He hasn't brought anyone in ages, asked the woman in yellow. I told you. I lied, and I was trapped before I met you. That's why I couldn't pass through the yellow gate. She shook her head no. You're wrong. I am the yellow gate. These ruins are the golden wheel, and you're the only soul who dared to tell the truth. You are worthy because you were brave enough to be honest. And now all the other souls who have lied pass through the phony staircase before they will be cast into a new hell where they must start over. But you, you told the truth when it mattered most, said the woman. What truth? That we are seekers of the love. It is because of our imperfections that we pursue something so worthy to cleanse our souls. Oh, don't you see it? It's the truth that makes us whole. It's right there within you. And that is the truth we all share. You're the only one who made it here, because you're the only one who truly cared," said the woman. Down on my knees, I reached onto her feet when a new surge of energy zapped out from my core. She was startled from the buzz when her body began to glow. Now both of us raised our heads up when Diogenes' lamp began to shine, and now the yellow fire spread for all to see. Her eyes looked into mine. The more energy I gave, the more life I saw in her. Her smile grew, her attitude shifted, and now I could see that she had the same love that was given to me. She was healing, and all this energy passed through her outer shell and into her inner soul. Of course her layers were beautiful, but it was the way she shined that I will always remember. Her eye began to sparkle, and I could see how this was the same glow within the orange goddess. Now I saw the truth, how every person was sacred, and this life force was given up to be shared by all. The light in her eyes was like a fire, and I could feel it growing between us. The flame flourished as I leaned forward to press my lips against hers, cradling her back onto the stone. The light above was getting brighter, and even the water's tide began to sparkle and pulsate around the ruins. Dragging my lips down her chest, her yellow light began to grow, glimmering with grace. Her wheel was spinning just as fast as mine when I opened the gap, kissing her ribs. She bit her lip, as if she might speak but I could hear the energy over the silence when an instinct took control as I kissed my way down to her feet. Each peck set a pulse thumping through our bodies as our light began to flourish. The old man's lantern beamed with light when the plants and branches began to sway for the newfound source. Waves began clapping against the stone walls alone on the island, her body beneath mine, her ankles wrapped around my calves, holding us together like a knot. Love extends without limits, the same way the rays of the sun's light shines upon the land. The lantern's light did not illuminate just one tree and reject the others. It shone forth for all to see. She sent me a silent message when her fingers pulled at my hair. Her mouth was open in awe. I felt a silent echo erupt from her lips when the wind stole her breath. No word spoken, 
and together the two flames began to grow. Even nature listened to her heaving lungs as she begged for air. My fingers adored her until the wheel began to churn a hundred times faster. The energy was peaking between us when the sparks erupted. I could feel the yellow gate all around me when the water began slapping against her shore. Her whole ocean was throbbing with me, exhaling my breath. All the tension released when I passed into the yellow door through the gateway of her truth. A moan became a hum, like a stick against a drum. The lantern's light grew so powerful that everything was illuminated down below. Without language, her eye whispered words I'd never heard while our bodies rocked back and forth like a boat over waves. Tangled together, a surge gushed out over the railing when the rhythm of the sea caused her eyes to roll back. Both of us felt it, and both of us surrendered to each other as we lost control. I couldn't hold on. Now the old man's lantern shined brighter than the sun when the yellow light stretched as far as the eye could see. A fire was burning, and after I gave everything to her, I knew this experience was the truth, because she was the goddess I adored. Breathing deep into each other's arms, we lay under the warmth of Diogenes' lantern, but the sea had yet to settle. Waves and wind had grown so powerful that the force began to press me against her. Do you know why his lantern glows? She asked. I contemplated this energy, but this entire feeling was impossible to describe. Now a rush of clarity came upon me when I looked down and saw she'd taken everything out of me. All the yellow light within my core was empty. My flame had gone out. I tried to lean forward to get a better look, but I was too weak to stand. Reaching for my abdomen, my soul was as dark as the night. There was no energy left within me, and even my eyes were starting to lose their sight. Diogenes is willing to wait forever. His journey has taken him through every foreign land, and in his search for a trustworthy soul, his lantern only burns above the honest man, said the yellow goddess. The light above me radiated for all to see. My strength deteriorated when she stood up to examine the heavy wind. Raising her hand high, a pendulum dangled in her hand as the sea refused to settle. Such an incredible gale had arrived, and now the waves splashed high over the stone when the swell forced us to higher ground. The entire ocean spun around us, all centered on Diogenes' flame. Helpless at the feet of the goddess, I heard her voice proclaim, Everything flows out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall through the principle of rhythm. And my divine pendulum moves to manifest measure in everything. By the force of all that flows to the right, so too I will measure the same force to the left. By the principle of rhythm, all forces are balanced in time. The eye of the hurricane opened when the storm matured so great that it dug a deep hole beneath Diogenes' feet. And so I peered into the eye of the storm, but my sight was too weak and I could not see anything but emptiness when I spoke my final words. Cherish this energy. It is the essence of all souls. Live selfless and honest, and remember it is men who make women whole. Her yellow aura turned orange as compassion erupted from her voice. The goddess of karma rejoiced. The universe is a jewel at the center of a lotus in the cavern of the heart. Om Mani Benme Om. Wavering in place, she held me above the swirling twister, which had grown to an incredible size at the base of the stone. Find the jewel. Go on and open up your heart, she whispered. 
I turned to look into her eyes when her color turned yellow. The wheel of the sun held me up by a single thread. Don't let me fall away again, I whispered like lovers do. They tried to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds, said the yellow goddess. Who are you? Remember me as the yellow one. I do whatever is required, said the yellow goddess. Now she transformed into the green one, who was holding the pendulum between her fingers, which was only one of her many hands commanding the storm. You have sacrificed your energy so that the yellow goddess can shine. Your seed will be planted deep in my cavern. Now you will discover the heart of the divine, said the green goddess. Again the goddess shifted when she took the form of the red one, holding a red umbrella. She let go of me and twirled it over her shoulder, and all I could do was stare up at her and beg to be saved. I am saving you. She spoke the language of the eyes. She tossed me away as if I was a simple stone, for I was too weak to stand. Tumbling into the eye of the storm, at least I knew I was her honest man.